4: Welcome aboard. Follow the money here on DSN, D Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss and Pauly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas in five minutes. Stanford Steve's going to join the program. We'll get his uh, best bets this year, season-long win totals, uh, maybe some prop bets to throw at him as well. Heisman Trophy bet that's coming up in about five minutes. So, Pauly, we have all these teams in Major League Baseball on the road again tonight. Look at the mm-hmm. records. Uh, by the way, we're leaving Pittsburgh off the list, but Colorado—they're 13 and 41 on the road. They play tonight at Houston. They're catching more than $2 in, in this game
5: today. The offensive numbers are just hideous. Oh. They're last in almost every key category, and they were shut out yesterday. Arizona's 14-44 and 44 away from home. On a 17-56 and 56 run. Giants 13-2 and two against them this year. I actually, that'll hit $3. I, I, I kind of like them today at that
4: number. You like Kelly? Kelly is, I'll wait. I think, by far and away, uh-huh. like the silver lining to this awful unit that they have this year, and he's... Look, Gossman and the Giants, they're yeah. the best ROI team in baseball. They have been all year long. Gossman's been great. But Kelly, if I, can, if I can catch him at plus 250 later in the day, I will bet that.
5: Well, this is the day it could get out of control. Astros, 240. Mariners, headed to $2. Rangers snapped the 14-game road losing streak last night. Blue Jays, headed to $1.80. Giants, probably going to $3. Padres, $1.80. I mean, it's <laughs> Wainwright's a dollar seventy on the road. I know. I mean, it just and favorites are seventy five percent the last seven days in baseball. That's correct. You know, this is under the radar. They're at home. They lost
4: yes. The Pirates could not get to Happ yesterday. <laughs> no, They're, they have eighteen <laughs> wins. So at, uh, they have eighteen uh-huh. uh, wins on the road this year. Eighteen. Yep. We, we brought up well Texas. They have fourteen, but they got the win last night.
5: And that's so, a that's another loss in the division for the Pirates with that sick run. How bad they've been in the division going back. Oh, some of these streaks. The other thing, the wild thing about this sport, first time in MLB history again last night. Every team played and no starter went longer than six innings. First time in history that's happened. After the Yankee-Kansas City fiasco. And it was not a small card. Yeah. Yeah. Huge card. And we got several tweets and emails on this. It didn't make the list for me because it's baseball and stuff like this happens all the time. But people thought it was a bad beat if you had the Yankee game under first five, which they've been on a great run. Sure. 32, 30, 12, and four, whatever. Uh, But it was 3-2, two outs, nobody on. There was a hit, and then there was a double, and then... Uh, throwing air by the catcher on a stolen base allowed the guy to score. Yep. But you can't right. assume the pitcher's going to get the guy out and all that, so I didn't think that was a big deal. So the Phillies' winning streak came to an end last
4: night. Losing yep. streaks right now. Cubs and Pirates have each lost six straight. And the Cubs have lost 30 of 40. Yeah, Marlins have lost five straight. Um, the Orioles have lost six straight. And here we go again now with how bad this team is. They're 17 and 35 at home, by the way. Jot that yeah, one down. I, I did put
5: that down in but the Why are the Tigers a dollar 10?
4: Good team. Yeah, And the Rays have won five straight. They now lead the Red Sox by five. And, you know, that was Rodriguez was, I'm not going to say he was cruising along last night, but he looked good. And then all of a sudden, a 4-1 lead vanished right before your eyes. Gone. Rays win again. Insane. Uh, Stanford Steve on the program coming up next. We will get his uh, best bets. Season-long win totals. I think he's going to throw out a Heisman bet Mm -hmm. and uh, run some props by him as well coming up next.
6: This is Brent Musburger, and here is your V Sin action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Dodgers blank the Phillies five to nothing to end their eight-game winning streak and cut their lead of the National League East over the Braves to one game. Kyle Gibson pitching for Philadelphia today, eight and three at two point seven nine ERA. Phillies plus one twenty-five underdogs at home against four and one David Price, who carries a three point five three earn run average. Dodgers a dollar thirty-five favorite, ten flat at Citizens Bank Park. Atlanta Braves hope to continue their late-season surge. They've won seven of ten. They're a dollar ten favorite at home today against even money Cincinnati. Nine and a half flat at Truist Park. The VCN College Football Betting Guide is here and it's packed with information to give you an edge for the season. More than 100 pages of expert analysis, including conference championship predictions, win totals, playoff picks, and power ratings for every team. Go to vcn.com/slash subscribe and get VCN All Access. Everything we have to offer this football. All With your action update, I'm Mike Sennett. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about.
7: It's time to follow the money. With your hosts,
8: Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. From the
5: OddsTrader.com studio, Circa Resort and Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info you need, compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses, in-game tracking tools, live in-game odds and stats, real-time bet tracking, OddsTrader.com, loaded hour, Stanford Steve, we'll talk to Michael Gelkin, covers the Cowboys, hard knocks last night, we got in-pocket, win-lose coming up, big hour. Yep. Uh, Steve joins
4: the program now, as uh, Steve and Chris Felica, they dropped the uh, podcast yesterday, running down their best bets in the college football season this year. It's good to talk to you, pal. How how you been?
7: Excellent, gentlemen. Uh, hard knocks in the can we got we got last night. I did want to get your guys' take on Mayor of Easttown. Incredible.
4: I haven't watched yet. Heard, haven't it's, seen am- it. Heard it's amazing. Oh. It's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched White Lotus? People keep telling me every single day this Man. White Lotus is great. Okay.
7: All right. It, yeah. Okay.
5: Okay. It's, it's, a uh, little, yeah. It,
7: it's a little strange.
5: It is. Okay. Yeah. W- All right.
7: Winslet and, and Winslet and Mayor is absolutely incredible. Okay. okay. I'm Good on enough.
5: that. Did you run through Cocaine Cowboys yet?
7: I did not. I saw it's uh, re-releasing, so we're going to get into that. Okay. Right. Right. Get after we'll it see starts.
5: Okay. I, I want to spin
4: one of the questions that you guys kicked around yesterday to you, because you, huh? you said, okay, I think it was Felica who said you can have like a hundred bucks to give it to somebody, but you can't bet the top five teams in college football. Who would you bet to win the national title? You said Iowa State. I want to I want to ask it this way. If it's, if Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, or Ohio State doesn't make, if they don't make the playoff, one team doesn't make it, who would that be? Are you going to, I'm guessing you're going to go with Iowa State, correct?
7: Say that again? Who Who's not going to make the Yeah, playoff? who doesn't
4: make it out of the top four? I'm guessing it's going to be Oklahoma doesn't make it because Iowa State would make it.
7: Uh, yeah, it's tough. See, yeah, I just, I just answered that question. He hit me off of that one. I, I'm actually thinking, guys, that stability-wise, I think Oklahoma is it should be ranked number one. Oh, is what they have coming back. Um, I, I, do. I, I know it's Saban. I know Alabama. When we're coming into this, though, look at the positions along with the coaching changes. That's what I don't think we've seen. In the saving in the saving deal, where the OC has left along with the players. Um, but with Oklahoma, here's my problem: is that I think I think Mayfield and and Murray made this thing go like only they could. I don't think Rattlers at that level. Okay, he scares me. I know I got Lincoln Riley calling the plays, but I don't think Rattlers at the level of those guys. And that's what scares me, in Oklahoma, moving
5: forward. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. You're also high, I guess you can call them a sleeper, you're also high on Utah?
7: Yes, I, I love the fit. I think Utah, Look, go back and look with that. I mean, here's, here's another factor, guys. How much are you guys taking into what you saw last year? You know, everybody throws out what they were dealing with, but in the end, everybody had to deal with the situation that was COVID last year with, with guys possibly, you know, you know, a road game and, and two linebackers not making able to, uh-huh. uh, you know, go to the game because they just tested positive. Like it's it's everywhere. Um, that that, that people had to deal with. So what I look at is how, who are the guys I trust that coming out of that know knew what they needed went after the transfer portal and know what they have and now we're back to normal and getting up and going. And I think Whittingham's as good as there is. And I think he was desperately needed a quarterback, and he got that in Brewer, who you know, who, who was at Baylor, who probably played his best ball as a freshman. Uh, but now, I mean, the Fedora mix last year with Baylor and, and all that went on—no spring ball to, to catch on a new offense with a new head coach. I think it was a tough situation. I like the stability there with Brewer, and I think that the South everybody's going to beat each other. And I just always look at Utah how they project up. Um, and I, I think they're worth that price right there. If you're giving me Whittingham, a legit quarterback, and obviously that defense, they do get Oregon coming to them uh, schedule-wise, but the, mm-hmm. the, the Pac-12 schedule thing is also a joke, too, of who's not playing who.
4: Yeah. Good line play, by the way, for the Utes on both sides of the ball. Oh, yeah. Yep. Always. Huge. Always. Okay, let's begin with some of your uh, win totals. Uh, you like Penn State to go, you were make. it sounded to me when I listened to the podcast yesterday, you were going to make the case for Penn State to go over because you talked about all their bright spots, but you actually said, despite all that, I'm actually going to go under. Why do you like Penn State to go under nine?
7: Uh, well, I mean, there is a lot to like, um, you know, the way they came back from last year and how dreadful that thing started. And if, and if the Pennix, you know, conversion gets ruled out of bounds, then it probably stays out of bounds and maybe their season, you know, flips. But here's the deal when it comes down to it. I really like Clifford. I love the way he plays. He's got a lot of guts uh, in what he does, you know, the way he plays. But with that being said, the way, you know, he gets dinged up, he misses a bunch, uh, you know, snaps in game, you know, he could miss a game here or there. They don't have any exper- – uh, well, they don't have one guy with experience uh, behind him. And this, this this is why I think I went under a couple years ago, the first year fields was with Ohio State because they had nobody behind them. But he just went crazy and stayed healthy the whole year and was as good as anybody. But I, I, I think the, the lack of quarterback depth and that great recruiting class they had from 2018. They only have 11 guys on the roster from that recruiting class. They got to replace two uh, second round or first and second round defensive players in Oway and Tony. Um, and the schedule is relentless uh, at Wisconsin. You know, felika has been on that game. You know, since week mm-hmm. uh, since the lines came out. Uh, he likes the Badgers there. Um, and then, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Auburn. Uh, and Indiana's early. And then later in the year, you got at Iowa and at, at, at Ohio State. I like Iowa to win the West in the Big Ten. So I just think nine is a high number. And at worst-case scenario, we got a push. Um, but I, I just don't think they could, they could handle the, the, what it takes to go through a, a gauntlet of a schedule like that with the lack of – Uh, depth they have on that
4: roster. Good breakdown. Follow the money here on V-CIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, uh, Stanford Steve, you guys brought up a great point as well. And I think it was uh, you who bet Ohio State minus 180 to win the Big Ten. And and the point that you guys got across was the separation in the Big Ten between Ohio State and the next best team is now Mm -hmm. suddenly bigger than that in the ACC between Clemson and, let's say, North Carolina. I could not agree more. Yeah, Clemson is like seven dollars to win the ACC. You can grab the Buckeyes with Ryan Day and that talent at minus one eighty to win it. I think that's a great bet.
7: Yeah, I, I mean, look, at, I mean, I know it's to win the Big Ten, but like even this Oregon game, right? They got coming up. You know, the quarterback situation is not great for Oregon, but I love Morehead. Like, I think he'll figure yeah. that out. You know, as they go forward, and you know, they don't have to play Arizona State and in, and in, uh, in USC in the in the Pac twelve schedule. But with Ohio State, they're going to have that advantage at every single position. Look at the size of their offensive line. Uh, they just released, a, I think, a semi-depth chart of what they have. It, it, it's incredible what they have. They probably have the best group of wide receivers. And give me Ryan Day figuring out how to get the ball to those guys, whoever's calling snaps. Uh, I think the world of the guy. And I just think Ohio State, the what they've done recruiting is just, compared to everybody else in their conference, it's not even close. They're in their own tier, yeah. um, so I, I just think Ohio State. I mean, I'll, I'll take that at that price.
5: We love the Pac-12, but my God, can you win a big game here at some point? Uh, uh, and, and it's too bad this wasn't around when you were playing because you, you had to get some pie gal money. But do you think USC and <laughs> the and they can get back to where they were with now that we're paying these guys? My God, the young uh, Bryce Young's making like eight hundred thousand here. I mean, can you imagine what mm-hmm. what the quarterback of USC or the star running back of, of USC could make?
7: I can't imagine how many guys are fighting over In and Out Burger, right? Like <laughs> in and Out Burger is going to be sitting there saying, "We can do, we can yes. do all, every team in the Pac-12 well, their whole offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that'd be a home run for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, SC's just, I mean, it's they're the one, right? Like when we talk about this super conference and everybody changing over, like they're the one at their peak. Like you guys remember how big it was. Like those guys are the biggest thing. You know, they're bigger than the, than the Rams, you know, in the chargers in that city, you know, when, when, when they got it cranked up. So I think it's a huge season, obviously Helton, you know, needs, needs to get wins. I, I, I think they have the goods to do it, but it's just, a matter of doing it through the whole season. I've talked about it year in and year out. When that, when the Pac-12 teams get to that stage, I've seen it too many times where they just can't take advantage of that opportunity. And that goes back to my Utah team that mm-hmm. you know that that played their worst game of the year in that Pac-12 title game a yep. couple of years ago when it was a win and end to go to the playoffs.
5: Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Vison, the Sports Betting Network, Stanford, Steve, our guest. Check him out with Van Pelt and listen to his podcast. It dropped yesterday, season preview with uh, the Bear. How about a couple of Heisman bets?
7: Uh, I took. A, I'm, I'm. I'm still going into this because I think the schedule it plays a lot into it, Paulie. Um, and and you know we like to, we like to wing it here. You know we want to give some people chances that you know have have some big upside. And the first guy that I, I started looking at that I went into was Ritter. I don't know what he is at circa. Do you guys have it in front of you?
4: I don't know no. if they have Heisman bets available no. yet at circa. Okay,
7: but that Des, Desmond Ritter is is a guy who you talk to these guys, these quarterback gurus and you know, the Elite 11 and all these quarterback camps that are going on in the offseason, they're just talking about how much of a step he's made every year and then the step that he's made this year. And when I look at Cincinnati, like, I, I just think I, I'm, I'm rooting for them this year because of the opportunity that they have. And with that being said, we saw how close they were last year. We saw how close they were in that, in that Peach Bowl against Georgia. And I don't think they really played that well. And they still were there and, and missed on a bomb field goal. But they have Two games, one in September 18th at Indiana and one October 2nd at Notre Dame where they're going to be in the national spotlight and Ritter's a guy that could take advantage of that. And if they win those two and run the table, they're getting in the playoff. I I, I firmly believe that Um, with the two wins that they could get on the road and seeing how close they were last year with the stature. I love fickle. I would take Fickle in a, in a battle royal of any college football coach in America. <laughs> Give me Luke Fickle. If you don't believe me, go back and watch his college wrestling film. It's incredible. Um, but I, I look at Desmond Ritter at a price. I, I think I said 28-1 to 1 yesterday on the pot. That was wrong. I have it 38-1. to 1. Um, But he's up there, shop around for that. But I, I just look at the opportunity you have for him being on the stage in these games because later in the year... They got some big games that are gonna be in prime time too. So you got everything you want with an opportunity and a great price with I think Desmond Ritter with Cincinnati.
4: So I'm scanning some books right now here okay. in yeah. Vegas, Steve. Uh, I see hundred to one on him. Woohoo. Grab it. Hundred. Wow. Okay. How about this? We talked to uh Mike mm-hmm. De last week. He is awesome, covering the Saints and LSU. He told oh, yeah. us he told us that uh Stingley Jr. is gonna get well, the thought is maybe six or seven plays on offense this year per game for LSU. Mm-hmm. What, what about him as a He's like 100-1. to one. Can, can somebody, you know, like ch- pull a Charles Woodson here this year?
7: Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Somebody uh, sent a question in uh, to us, non-quarterback um, Heisman uh, hopeful, you would take a shot on. That's a great one because they're another one. And, you know, LSU is going to be on TV a ton, and that story is going to be blown out of proportion like, you know, we saw when Woodson did it. Uh, he's probably the best athlete in college football, um, and you know LSU is going to be back with everybody. With, their, with that, they're saying, "Thank God that we don't have to watch Bo Pelini call it defense for them." I'm oh, yeah. sure they're happy down in Baton Rouge.
5: Yeah,
7: uh, but I, yeah, that's a great off the radar one. Who I, I mean, I, I'm not as high on LSU. I, I think they still have you know a lot to make up for. Sure, um, and I want to see it first because that's a tricky spot when they go out west to UCLA, and UCLA is going to have a game under their belt against Hawaii. But uh, yeah, with that price, Stingley—I mean, the talent alone—and uh, you know they're going to feature him. You know, when he gets on the field, so yeah, that's a fun one. I got, I got yeah. to get in on that.
5: Couple mi- couple minutes left. How about a couple yeah. team? Couple teams that are overrated and maybe a coaching change that you like?
7: Ooh, uh, overrated. Hmm. Uh, bu- 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 bu. See, here's the deal. How- how good do you guys think Oregon is going to be? Like, I know Bear gave out their win total. Mm-hmm. But in that conference, you know, re- look at the recruiting also. They're going to step on the field in every conference game and be head and shoulders better than the, than the team. But will they put it together? We've seen, you know, Cristobal have some moments yeah. in game where, where it hasn't gone well. Uh, I, I think about them. Um, I'm trying to think. SC, uh, here's, the, here's the deal. In the SEC, you know, you, you know, we know, we know it means more down there, okay? But all these numbers, look at all their numbers in the SEC West. Somebody's got to lose these games. You know, Mississippi State's at six. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss is at seven and a half. I look at those teams that, at, you know, we start the year with those teams ranked, and then when they lose to other ranked teams, they don't drop. Right. So I, I, I the SEC West, you know, A and I believe, I mean, the the people that they say the quarterback situation isn't going to take that much of a hit with losing Mon and bringing the new kid. Um, They're a team that I have my eyes on because I love how they're built stability-wise on both sides of the line. They just need, you know, above average play from quarterback. And I think they could beat Bama when they come into town. But the SEC West, I feel like is a little bit overrated now Mm -hmm. because of they're taking into account things that I, I don't necessarily do. And obviously, they get the benefit of the doubt, you know, in playing in the conference in the division they do
4: with Bama being at the top. And Steve, I'll leave you with this: I love that you are on the UConn win total over two and a half. If they can't, with their schedule, with some of the teams, right? If shut down the program, if they can't win three games,
7: he's six and thirty since so coming back to UConn. That's all. <laughs> Give me half of those wins. Give me half the wins this year, and we got a winner, guys.
4: Uh, you'll take three. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, download, subscribe to the Stanford Stephen the Bear bo- uh, podcast. You guys gonna do this every single week during the season?
7: Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. We're uh we're from here on out. Uh, it looks like we'll be taping on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays we're gonna start our conference preview. We'll give you a long shot uh, pick in each conference uh, to take a shot on. We'll we'll look at everything. Uh, the division winners. Uh, All those crazy props Chris Andrews got and Mm -hmm. Lindemann, all those guys out there, those are phenomenal. So we'll be touching on those for sure.
4: All right, pal. We hope to see you soon out here in Las Vegas.
7: I'm dying to get out there. Miss
4: you guys. Same here. Be good. There you go. By the way, what he said about Rattler, I'm glad he said it. I have not heard another human being say what he just said about Spencer Rattler. He's not Baker Mayfield. He's not. Kyler Murray. When I watched him last year, I thought kind of the same exact thing. He's Mm -hmm. the first guy that I've heard actually say that. Win some, lose
0: some. Coming up next.
1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel,
2: host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Businessweek, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday...
5: Win Some Lose Some presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Incredible menu every single day. They got their great daily house specials up by noon Eastern every day and get a 20% boost for any three-plus leg parlay every Wednesday. That's always at Bet Rivers. Time for win-lose. Rough night. Can't call it a bad beat. Definitely lose some. Good night. How does it make you feel? I, oh, I absolutely hate that absolutely hate them follow the money looks back so we can learn for today everything's an adventure in win some lose some
0: let the education commence
5: bad beat. texas seattle under eight two two in the ninth extra innings shenanigans texas ends their 14 game losing streak on the road and they win uh five four and it gets over there ridiculous bad for the books braves even money up to 120 Ten and one, the last eleven smiley starts. They're a game back in the division, and they've won six or seven. This made sense going against Aiken. That was a great call. The third any business again. Tigers even money up to one thirty. Number four now in ROI in baseball. And yeah. then
4: they what were their dollar ten today against the Orioles? I, I wonder how many more times they actually send Aiken out to the mound.
5: Uh huh. Well, fingers crossed it keeps happening. No, I know that. It's like Weaver's final year in San Diego. I think it was like zero and eight, and they said oh, sure, I yeah, retired. Shut it down.
4: You know, I was saying that earlier about Matt Harvey, but. I've actually been betting on Matt Harvey
5: recently. Blue Jays, game two of a doubleheader, 140 up to 170. Ice cream, they win 4 nothing. Astros, 170 up to 185. They shut out the Rockies. No problem there. A couple, couple lose some. Uh, Zeke yesterday on Hard Knocks wrapping the presents. Yep. Now, I understand you can relate to it as he's got the phone out and tried to do it. But... So he, only, he tries for like two seconds, then Dax at the door... And then they just show them, giving them the gift, and it's all neatly wrapped. and looked at- Yeah, all of a sudden it looks
4: great at the very yeah, end. Boy, this is by bad. the way, have you done that before? When you need to figure out how to accomplish something at the house, you bring up the phone and put up a YouTube video, and then you watch it step by step, and then you try to do it yourself like that. Have you done that? No. No? I have. It's actually quite helpful. Okay,
5: very good. Yep. Lose some. I'm not going to rip. I feel bad for the guy, Dennis Schroeder. He he turned down $85 million before the year. And he signed with the Celtics, one year, six million. vcin.com for subscribers. Get up there, subscribe. Always check out the streaming and the videos. Here's the feeling. Yeah, feel it. Feel the music. Beat up the beat. Look at the dog dancing with the owner. Yeah. Got the head bob going, moving the paws, twisting, twisting, shout, shaking it. It's like the French bulldog dancing when he's trying to get in the house on a screen. Yeah, We got that one. And I don't know what's going on here. Cats, dogs, can we all get along? Look at the dog saving the day where the cat's making a move. is like, hey, you giving me the evil eye, the stink eye, you want a piece of me? Cat's making a move, ready to get into an altercation with the other cat. And the dog comes in and goes, no, that's not gonna work out for you. Grabs him by the leash and hauls him back to the top step and yeah. say, hang out with us. He's basically saying that kitty cat over there, yeah, out of your league, uh-huh. you have no chance, come on. Always a problem, absolute animals. What are we doing? The behavior on airplanes continues, Jake Long tweeted this out, and here is the photo. I'm on my flight. Not only does this guy have the socks and the shoes off, he went to the bathroom barefoot. Bathroom barefoot. Vomit-inducing. No good. So this guy, obviously, when he's
4: in his seat, he clearly is not putting the shoes and socks back on. Been like Uh. that as soon as he got on the flight. He's going to be like that until the flight lands. (laughs) He's probably one of the guys putting his feet up like on the you know the armchairs of the people in front of them armrests that kind of a deal Ugh,
5: God. forget about the bathroom anyone who goes barefoot it's a three dollar favorite that your feet are going to stink yeah. at least three dollars this photo this was, this was the other day yeah i gave you a compliment you were yeah, there's your look zoom in there stunned yeah, sure i might absolutely. have to make it like a twitter profile picture now
4: in amazement that paul actually said something nice
5: you were welcome you're great on mlb network sure absolutely i like this tweet from buster holman one more too. Oh, with the lose something The Orioles are on pace to lose 106 games this season. In their previous two full seasons, they lost 115 and a 108. Unprecedented in American League history. When the Players Union cites non-competitive behavior, the Orioles could be exhibit A, it's just wrong. I would agree. Give the fans some hope. How long is this rebuild going to last for? Yeah,
4: Basically now a four-year stretch where you can jot it down, they're going to lose 100-plus games. And the Diamondbacks now forty-four games below five hundred. Cool. I mean, if you lose a hundred games, you're forty games below
5: five hundred. Can't happen. Impossible. They, a seventeen and fifty-six run. Seventeen and fifty-six. Right. Win lose brought to you by Bet Rivers. I'm excited for their day's, daily house specials. Once we get into the preseason football here tomorrow, sure. and sure. It's the, we play for keeps in College and, and Pro. Yep. Very creative. Two games tomorrow. Yep.
4: More Friday. More Saturday. How many games do we have? Is it a quadruple header? You There's said? a quadruple header on NFL Network Saturday. Okay. They are showing a ton of games. That's strong. We will get to our in pocket plays. Coming up next, I'm adding a 35 to one shot on a future bet. I'll tell you what it is coming up. <laughs>
2: to determine the winner of any given college basketball game.
5: Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can
4: get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1.
2: Nope. 10 to
4: 1. You're up. Time for our in-pocket plays. Okay, so I did add, look, this is going to be a smaller bet. Not a pizza money bet. It's an expensive pizza money bet. Put it that way. Uh, The Summer League's going on out here in Las Vegas. This uh, Sengun kid for the Rockets is the real deal. So, Jalen Green looks amazing so far, yes, by the way. Yes. Green's like as low as plus 250, I think I saw yesterday, as high as plus 450. I found Sengun at 35 to 1. I have not looked this morning yet to see if that changed at all. Um, but 35 to 1 on him, I thought, was a great number. Uh, I bet that last night. Um, other bets that I like Chiefs, first loss of the season. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, week nine to the Packers, fifty to one. Week Good ten problem. to the Raiders, sixty-five to one. Look, they can lose in week one or week two. I get it, but take a flyer on something like that. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, bet Chase Young over the week week in eighteen to one. Um, more receiving yards, Jalen Waddell, minus minus one ten over his college teammate Devonte Smith. Andy Reid, Coach of the Year at thirty to one, and uh, Jamin Davis, Defensive Rookie of the Year, fourteen to one. I wanted to give you this, Paulie. Chris Mortensen tweet, good vibes all around the Colts. Eason Ellinger are competing for the backup role. Yes, the backup role. Wentz trending to open the season as a starter with all-pro guard Quentin Nelson on the same path after foot surgeries. Chris Mortensen, ESPN, reported that a good uh, 40 minutes ago.
5: Come on. And Nelson? And Nelson. My God. Both guys. Yeah, that's yeah. So you're looking at the could be out 5-12. to 12. And they might get the best possible news, and he's back week one. Sure. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. I can't wait for Saturday. Quadruple header. I lean Arizona Friday night. Go back and look at the last few years of the Cowboys' record in the preseason. I mean, they don't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arizona's laying one and a half at home. Easy win with the Blue Jays last night. Game two of a double header. Longest touchdown from scrimmage under 96 and a half yards. No team to win 15 or more in the NFL. Rodgers at Bett Rivers under 8.5 interceptions. I like that prop a lot. Minus 140. Packers to win the NFC North. In Pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Love the house specials. And then Saturday, we start with the Dolphins and the Bears, 10 a.m. Pacific. Loves getting the start for the Packers. Buccaneers lane six in a preseason game, yeah. which is usually unheard of. Uh-huh. Jets and Giants going at it. Ravens play. I think that's on NFL Network, too. But the Ravens host the Saints. Harbaugh's won 17 straight preseason games. Is on a 15-1-1 run. Broncos and Vikings. we got the game out here with the Raiders and Seahawks at night. And you close it off with the Chargers and Rams. Battle of L.A. And it's going to be Bryce Perkins and, and uh, Duck Dynasty Hodges, what McVay said, the quarterback with the Rams. Fun weekend. Absolutely, starting
4: basically tomorrow night. Um, let me give you this email: is ftm at vcin.com. This is from Kevin. I uh, heard you guys talking and saying shop around all the time. I found a good ex- example of this this morning. Kevin agrees with you, Paul, that the White Sox are going to win the American League. He found them one spot plus two fifty to win the AL, plus four twenty five to win the World Series. He looked at another spot plus three fifty to win the AL, plus eight dollars to win the World Series. Much, much better numbers. Always pays to shop around. And I saw... This is incredible to me. So, Brandon, who works at Covers, he lives in uh, Canada, he pointed out on Twitter that uh, a couple of global books were posting numbers on two different CFL games. One book had Calgary minus 6.5, and, and the other book had Calgary minus 1.5. Really? And he, he tweeted about it, like, all day yesterday. He's like, I can't... I. We're all betting this. They're not moving the numbers. Like, you're never going to find a better opportunity. How often does that happen? Two different books. Same game. Huh. Same sport. Yet one has a spread that's one and a half. The other book has six
5: and a half. Didn't that happen on an Oregon game a couple years ago? Well, that was... In Oregon. It was like a that seven... That was week point. one. Yeah. Week well, the, one yeah. against... When, yeah. So, Herbert was still the quarterback. Oh, blew the game.
4: Not Herbert. Oregon. They were... I want to say they were plus three everywhere. Then Oregon just opened up legal sports betting, and they had the Ducks minus three? At least. For I the recall. game? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. But
5: impossible to get down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's always talking. I'll always be shopping. You get, Steve was talking uh, huh? Ritter-Heisman, 30-1. to 1, He's 100 at another spot. Sure. That's big. Yep. That is big. What do you like in baseball? What are well, you looking at? I
4: I, would, I mean, again, I'm not going to bet this as of right now. That's why I don't have it in pocket. But if that number, if you're right on that, and the number keeps going up on the Giants today, which it easily could, sure. um, I would look at the Diamondbacks. I can't believe I'm saying that on the road, but I'd probably go Diamond. i look at Diamondbacks' first five in the game. Kelly, again, one of the only bright spots for the D-backs. His underlying numbers for a long time have been really good. I know uh, Vison's very own Jonathan Von Tobel has been all over, over him for a long, long time. And uh, it's been profitable. And so... You're going against Gossman and, and the Giants,
5: but at a real plus, real nice plus price in the first five, I'd look there. Red Sox got to get a win. I know they Enough's do. enough. They've lost five in a row to Tampa. They're five back now. Bet Rivers, Tampa's 180 to win the division. Boston's lost 10 of 12. I want to see how they look. And, uh, not for nothing, the Mets gave up a three spot in the first before the game was called yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Carrasco with 250, whatever he was. Yep. I mean, that's something also to watch with the Mets and what's what's happening with them, too.
4: I'd also look at the Marlins first five. It's a fade of Weathers for the pod race. Uh-huh. The number came down a little bit from the opening number from last night, but I'd look Mar- just to try to find some plus money here. And uh, the Twins go against Lynn and the White Sox. This is the early game today. Would you look at? Would you go Lynn run line with the White Sox? They're going to have that extra bet at bat in the ninth inning for sure.
5: <clears throat> so you yeah, know right that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, you want to do yeah. the same thing with the Astros at home? Yes, absolutely. I think they'll rough up Sensatella. I mean, plus it just this Colorado thing. It's an ATM. Thirty-eight and twenty-one at home. Thirteen and forty-one on the road. Thirteen and forty-one. And all the in last in all these offensive categories and shutout last night. Dodgers lost six straight games started by Price. Pirates seven wins since the break. Miami's lost five in a row. Yankees twelve and one last thirteen on Wednesday. Colorado twenty and fifty-five. Last 75 on the road against a team with a winning record. Whoa. Arizona, 17-56 and 56 run. Favorite, 75% last seven days in baseball. Mm-hmm. Here come the Braves, 6-1 last seven. Cubs have lost 30 of 40, and they've lost the last seven Arietta starts. I think I know one person who's going to be on the Reds
4: today. With Miley going, they're now plus money against the Braves at some spots. I think our good buddy yeah, Mike yeah. Palm's going to be on the Reds today. Could be wrong find out when he comes over the nuts a little bit later on today at 11 o'clock pacific right here on visa and michael Gelkin covers the cowboys for the dallas morning news he's going to join the program coming up next get his reaction to hard knocks last night and uh, everybody is freaking out over the camp wide receiver cd lamb is having what are his realistic expectations for the second year wide receiver we'll ask michael coming up next
1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock... He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free upon sign-up and then earn $10 for every $1,000 wagered. Up to $1,000. Visit vsun.com slash horses for details. And when you go to vsun.com slash horses, you'll find a new feature. Daily Saratoga Picks from Ed Sehorn. Bonus code Vegas1000. vsun.com slash horses. Promo code Vegas1000. Michael Galkin
4: does a great job covering the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. And he joins the program now. Good morning, Michael. How are you today?
8: Good morning. I'm doing well. How y'all doing?
4: Uh, doing really Great, well. Uh, overall, your thoughts on episode one of Hard Knocks last night? Uh, a lot of laughing, a lot of joking. The uh, the mojo moments caught me uh, off guard. I did not anticipate that. Uh, what did you think of the first episode?
8: I thought it was really good. Uh, I think NFL Films, you know, they, they've done an incredible job with you know the first 15 seasons of Hard Knocks, and so I think the bar is pretty high for the 16th, and that's something that. Having spoken to the director ahead of time. I, I knew to anticipate, but nonetheless, appreciated it was just how much they shoot they, they showed of some players that you know we, we all kind of know um, you know in terms of you know the very recognizable names guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. And, you know they really um, you know Michael Parsons, a rookie first round pick, uh, they went to great length to show us more about the, their personalities. In the case of Prescott and Elliott, their relationship, you know their friendship. And um, yeah, I, I thought really Dak Prescott in particular, his competitiveness, the way he didn't want to take mm. off, you know, four throws, you know, doing mm. yep. when Garrett Gilbert, his backup, jumps in there on the second day of padded work, and there's no mood to joke with Gilbert or with Mike McCarthy with anybody. Um, he just loathes not being out there. It makes you appreciate uh, what these past you know couple weeks now have been, where he hasn't been able to. Be a full-fledged thrower at practice because of the shoulder strain.
5: I thought it was interesting that moment where Jerry got emotional in the press conference. You know, the Super Bowl drought and then the lack of playoff wins since '98, and and what he said about uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson a couple weeks ago. I think that was a, a pretty cool moment.
8: Yeah, that happened early in training camp. It was the Cowboys' opening ceremony. So Mike McCarthy, Stephen Jones, and, and Jerry Jones. All shared a stage and were speaking to reporters, and yeah, there were there were a couple of times over the second half of that news conference that Jones just got very Jerry Jones got you know, very emotional, and you know, from having since spoken to people about it, it just seems like with age, yeah, I think Jerry Jones just really appreciates the opportunity that each that comes with every season. Uh, how rare. These opportunities are, you know, with age, and I think it's a perspective that we all should have. Um, just how, you know, precious certain things are, and, and it's certainly, you know, the 2021 season uh, is not one that Jerry Jones takes for granted.
4: So, Michael, I think the the number one storyline from, you know, like our vantage point, watching from afar, has been the camp. The highlight reel catches from second year wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Do you think he overtakes? Amari Cooper as the number one option for Dak, assuming that he's going to be healthy this year and just lamberly take off here in year number two?
8: It would be hard for me to argue otherwise um, just based on what we've seen thus far in training camp. You know, Ceedee Lamb has practiced every day. Amari Cooper hasn't practiced once, not in the summer, not in the spring, uh, not since he underwent January arthroscopic ankle surgery uh, with a procedure that was not expected to sideline him in the spring, and then, according to Cooper, um, the increased flexibility uh, that came from the surgery, which is a good thing, it it kind of allowed to resurface an old ankle injury with that right ankle, uh, which is some bone inflammation, and he's very uh, vitamin D uh, inefficient. or He's very low on vitamin D, um, deficient is the word I was looking for. And so he's been taking a lot of vitamin D pills. He's been prescribed a lot of rest. And it's just taken far longer than anyone on the Cowboys envisioned. I'm actually, if you're going to put this ankle thing aside, I would be pretty bullish on Amari Cooper uh, physically. He's about 210 pounds or so, which is the lowest 210, 215, uh, which is the lowest he's, he's been since he was at Alabama. Uh, he, he just uh, looks... And sounds differently than I've heard or seen him. And I've been around him since he was with the Raiders. I uh, haven't covered that franchise for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, then Amari mm-hmm. got traded to Dallas. Then I started covering the Cowboys a year later uh, with Dallas Morning News. And so um, Amari's just really locked in and I think in a really good place overall. Uh, but he's still not 100% here. Um, and so I, I think based on what CD Lamb has done, based on CD Lamb's ability, uh, to play every single receiver position and just the growth that he's made, and he's uh, co- clearly a special player who's got this kind of dog mentality about him. I think differentiates him. Um, yeah, he, he Land to me. Um, you know, it's hard not to like everything that he's shown thus far in camp.
5: Well, they will. Quinn fix this defense. They gave up almost 30 points per game and 400 yards last year. And can they get to 10 wins in the playoffs?
8: He'll help. I mean, if you got a busted toilet, you know, I, I think he's. Going to stop the leak and help 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 you to kind of patch up the flooring, but uh, whether or not it's going to get a fully operational in one season, uh, you know, we'll see. He might need to take a second visit to the house in terms of another off season of, of work to kind of get this thing on track. But he's really done a, a, a really effective job of of making this more of a sound unit. Uh, he's a fantastic teacher. He's really hands on. He's, he's a terrific communicator. Guys really respond to him. Um, I, I think. As much as this defense can improve in one year's time, uh, with a lot of personnel that's the same, and some personnel changes um, that start with number eleven, Micah Parsons, you got a good look at him and mm-hmm. Hard Knocks. You'll know, continue to get a good, a good look at him and Hard Knocks this season. Um, you know I, Parsons looks looks terrific. So um, yeah, I think with personnel, and we'll see how health plays out. But it, it, it just he's Quinn has really taken advantage of, of a full offseason in a way that his predecessor Mike Nolan wasn't able to, uh, with the pandemic, uh, you know, obliterating spring on field instruction and truncating training camp and destroying the pros the, the preseason as well. Uh, you know, Mike Nolan had some factors that weren't playing in his favor as a, as a new Cowboys defensive coordinator in 2020, but even so, um, you know, I think just Dan Quinn is, is, is making much more of his of his time that he, that he does have with players, and it's been really thoughtful and how he's uh, installed his defense and how he you know, takes players to the side and just gives them the, the one-on-one instructional time that uh, so many of them crave. I, I can't say enough, and the Cowboys can't say enough, about the work that Dan Quinn has, has done so far. But keep in mind where he was starting from. This was a historically bad Cowboys defense last year.
4: Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you foresee the running back situation playing out this year. Does Zeke have a full bounce back, and he's going to be like the bell cow that we've grown to love over the years, or is it going to be more split than it was even last year?
8: Well, the Cowboys love Tony Pollard, his backup. And so that, um, you know, what I'm about to say does not diminish that. You know, they, they, they might look for ways to get them both on the field at the same time and look for situations to keep Ezekiel Elliott fresh. Over the course of the season, you know, like McCarthy is his, Mike McCarthy's extremely mindful of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of carries on those legs for Ezekiel He really wants Ezekiel Elliott to be at his best in, in December and in January and ideally February. So that's, I think, is going to be something that you're going to hear a lot over the course of the season when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott's workload. Uh, that being said, Ezekiel uh, Elliott is, is very much the workhorse back to this offense. Cowboys do want balance as an offense. You just don't want to run 11 personnel all day with their three wide receivers and one tight end and just you know spread it out and pass, pass, pass all, all game. You know, if, there's, if there's a game where they're going to run it 40 times and Zeke's got to tote it 30, they're okay with that uh, from time to time. So um, you know they, they, they feel really comfortable about where Zeke Elliott is physically, something that Mike McCarthy has said and others in the organization have said, and if you've watched practice, you can see for yourself, uh, McCarthy said it, during last night's Hard Knocks episode, uh, you know the season premiere, that was that was mentioned. Um, that's that's truly what the case, and so they they really really like uh, what Ezekiel Elliott has shown uh, physically. Uh, he's, he's mentally locked in after the season that he had last year, and those two are related in terms of where he is mentally with where he is physically. He really attacked his offseason, looking to put last year behind him. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, with the with the offensive line which is probably the most important. Important, important component when you are talking about Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott's production, uh, the, the offensive line with, with Tyron Smith, who missed 14 of 16 games last season at left tackle, the right tackle, playoff Collins, he missed every game with a hip surgery, right guard Zach Martin, he's back. And so um, yeah, I think things have to get better production, product, product, production-wise production for Ezekiel Elliott in this
4: offense. You can read Michael in the Dallas Morning News. is a great job covering the Cowboys and follow him on Twitter. He is at Gelkin NFL. It was good to talk to you today, Michael. Thanks so much for popping on today. We appreciate that.
8: I was talking fast. I haven't even had coffee. I appreciate you guys having me.
4: Good job. You got it. Thank yep. you. Yep, looking forward to episode two of uh, Hard Knocks next week.
5: That was a good good point about Quinn. Good analogy. I, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe give it a year if you can you know, sure. with the sure. toilet. But that's right. That's that's the big thing with this team. I mean, it was a joke last year. It's horrible. Some of the games that they played in when huh. Dak was healthy. Well, remember the win against Atlanta, the miracle. Oh, I mean, how bad right. they were. Of course. And then uh, the the Cleveland game, they uh, were down big and trying to come back, but it's like they couldn't get stops. The, the spinning onside right, kick. Right. The memes from the end of um,
4: the movie Inception. Yep. Spinning on top of the table like that. How that did not go
5: ten yards. But still in position to win the division because it was so bad. Oh yes, it I mean, was seven and nine won the division. Right, right. But I think Washington's better. Defense is loaded. And yep. I'm just again. I'm drawing a line. I'm drawing a line through the Eagles and the Giants. I am. I'm not. I'm definitely.
4: I'm definitely drawing a line through the Eagles.
5: That's sure. That's I think fine. the Giants might surprise yep. maybe
4: a little bit. I like Judge, da- Judge quite a bit, but
5: Dallas one fifty to make the playoffs. Yes. I don't. No. No plus money.
4: I would lean towards the no. Although again, the the, the football team schedule just kills. So I think they're super talented. The defense might be the best in football. They've got a really good coach, have weapons, but that schedule is just, I can't get it out of my head how difficult that is. And what is it, no-repeat champion in that division? 2004. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, that'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow with another loaded show. Good luck with your bets tonight. I'll give that to
0: you. Whoa, big goals, huh? All right. Well, see you later.